1: fans to another edition of the Opponents Insider Podcast. I am your host Vince D'Addario and I am the football analyst here at Irish Breakdown. We finally made it ACC Championship Week. Notre Dame is 10-0 and looking for their first conference title in program history and we have a ton to talk about when it comes to National Signing Day, Clark Lee to Vanderbilt and of course all the info on this game. And you can find it all on irishbreakdown.com, as well as our podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe to those so you are automatically notified and downloaded when one comes up. Because we are going to have a bunch here, especially this. So today we are going to talk about the opponent for Notre Dame in the championship game, the number four and nine and one Clemson Tigers. It is a four o'clock kickoff. In Charlotte, and you can find that game on ABC. Brian Driscoll, the publisher at irishbreakdown.com, will be at the game. So make sure you log into irishbreakdown.com prior to, during, and after the game for all the updates and analysis. Real quick, we're going to pause for one of our sponsors. 2020 has already shaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to become their most efficient, which means every hire is critical indeed is here to help indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site according to comscore indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going unlike other sites indeed gives you the full control and payment flexibility over your hiring you only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore's total visits. It's so clear Indeed.com can help you get the quality hire you need That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so with me today to talk about the Tigers of Clemson is Ryan Cantor, who is the contributor at Tigernet.com and senior writer for Shaking the Southland. Ryan, let's get you uh, up on the screen here. There he is. How are you doing today, sir? Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for joining me. So round two, right? Uh, This is a big one. This is the one, uh, the second one, I guess, people have had circled on their calendars. Uh, But since that was such a great game, double overtime, obviously, uh, people are really looking forward to this, to the double feature here. So I I guess when we start off here, I I always like to ask the question, what's the state of the program? Where is Clemson right now? What is the thought process uh, down there in South Carolina state of the program, where are we at.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously things are pretty good for Clemson right now, and I think Clemson fans um I think most Clemson fans know and appreciate that these are these are the good old days. These are the glory years. Um sure. so we're we're taking it in and trying to enjoy it. Um we're we're probably surpassed at this point uh what Danny Ford did for for Clemson in the 80s and that great run he had. Um so yeah, I mean, I don't know how long this could keep going. Maybe it's you know another three years. Maybe it's another twenty years. Um, but I think we're we're sort of just thinking, hey, as long as we keep these coaches and they're they're recruiting well. I mean, the infrastructure is there, the facilities are there. Sure. Uh, let's let's see how long we keep this going because this is a fun ride. Maybe we can get a few more championships out of this.
1: So. Obviously, you know the last few years. I mean, this is uncharted territory for Clemson. I mean, usually the ACC championship is kind of an afterthought uh, on the way to the college football playoff. Are, are you sensing anything different coming out of the Clemson camp right now? Since this game is is actually pretty important going in. Well, it, yeah, I mean, for sure, Notre Dame is is the best program that's that's been
2: in the ACC, save Florida State, and you know, five five some odd years ago um that we that we've run up against and obviously Florida State in a normal year is in the Atlantic Division so those coastal division teams haven't really made for like the most exciting ACC right. championship games Miami's a brand but that was when we played Miami it was, a, it was I mean it was fun I don't want to call it a bad game but it was a non-competitive game um so yeah I think Notre Dame Clemson uh, is probably the best uh matchup on on paper in ACC championship history and and I don't think it's particularly close
1: <laughs> no, that's that's probably a good point um uh... So let's let's talk about the team specifically. Um, we head over to the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, the big deal is Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be playing in this game. Um, he didn't play in the last game. That's kind of the storyline coming out of that one. Um, I I don't know if we want to call it the Trevor Lawrence effect, but this is going to be, you know, a different ball game. And right now, you know, Notre Dame's a 10-point dog uh, coming into this game. How is – how is Trevor Lawrence? How has he looked the past few games? And what do you anticipate going into this game? Yeah,
2: so against Virginia Tech, Trevor Lawrence played probably one of the maybe three bad games of his college career. Uh, certainly his worst since LSU in the championship game. Uh, but in general, his return has, has been great. And, and I think one thing that has been different uh, since he's returned, and, and was actually different in a, in a positive way uh, against Virginia Tech, too, is the running game. Uh, DJ – um, he played great against Notre Dame, but he had a banged up shoulder, right? Um, which is weird because you'd expect that to affect his throwing in the passing game, <laughs> but it it made him reluctant to run the ball because they didn't want him to get hurt. And then you're looking at his backup was actually also hurt, so you're looking at Hunter Helms coming in most likely. So they were really cautious with him, which is fine, Imagine. but that means we didn't run a whole lot of zone read, and when we did, he was just he was handing it off even if it was his own read. So you didn't see him run the ball a lot, and I think. Obviously, Notre Dame completely dominated Clemson's run game. I think that could change if Trevor Lawrence runs the ball, establishes that threat. So I think that may really be the biggest thing with him coming back, because DJ was already great passing against Notre Dame. I think that I think that's the thing to watch.
1: No, there, there's no question about that. He he put the numbers up through the air. Um, I mean that was that was an impressive performance by a freshman, uh, no question. Uh, run game. Travis Etienne didn't have a great day. Uh, obviously against Notre Dame, I think he had 28 yards on the ground um hasn't had a great last few weeks um is that more because you think he's struggling is it the offensive line is it just not a focus on the run game uh the past few games what uh what's the deal behind that
2: yeah I mean I think Travis Ctn is probably the best running back in school history um I think he's among the best running backs uh Probably in ACC history, and and you'd probably rank him up there just all the time. He's, he's already yeah. in the top 10 total touchdown rushing touchdowns for running backs. got a chance to be in the top three or four um, by the end of the season. He's a four-year player. Um, he hasn't been quite as good this year. You know, expected him to just be unbelievable. But where he's really improved is uh, not carrying the ball. So um, pass protection, pass right. catching. He's become an elite NFL prospect in those regards. So coming back is probably the right decision. Um, from that standpoint, but the offensive line, I, I think, is is more to blame. Uh, they they are breaking in four new starters, and I maybe over optimistically thought for the last handful of years, really, Clemson's entire run, starting in 2015 all the way till now, been really good at pass blocking. Right? I been like road graders though; they haven't just plowed people over. You think like Alabama, this elite elite team, just pushing people over. It's fourth and one. I'm you know if you if it's Alabama you just assume they're going to get it. Sure, Clemson's never been that way. They've been really good at pass blocking, but not as much run blocking. And I was thinking with four new guys, maybe we see that change. Now it's going to be exciting, but it's actually almost exaggerated it. And uh, the run blocking hasn't been as good. I think we're seeing some things different now. I th- We talked about uh, Trevor Lawrence in the run game. I think that's a huge part. Um, and, and I think they're also um, just, I think it was a bit of a wake up call against Notre Dame, just how dominant Notre Dame was. And so Clemson, sort of said, hey, this isn't working. Do we put uh, Walker Parks in different – one of the backups? Do we put him in a right tackle? Do we move him around? We we can't just make these starters take every snap. So I think they're trying to be more strategic and fix it. I don't think it's I, – I would tend to place most of the uh, area of opportunity on the offensive line, not Travis Etienne.
1: That yeah, makes a lot of sense. I mean, you're not going to get very far unless the guys in front are blocking for you, right? I mean, it's just common sense, I guess, is the best way to put that. Um as far as the pass game, uh, for for Trevor Lawrence, the targets that he's going to be shooting for, um, how are we looking there coming into this game?
2: Um, not super great. Uh, Cornell Powell has been awesome. Uh, admittedly, I was not super high on him coming into the season. Um, you know, he's a senior, a redshirt senior, and he hasn't really hadn't really done anything coming into this year. Um, he was getting a lot of hype, uh, coming into the season, and it just seemed like. After four years, are you really gonna? Is he really gonna just all of a sudden break out? And the first half of the season, he didn't. And I was sort of like, "Yeah, I was right." I mean, four years of him not doing anything, people predicting him to be great, all of a sudden, it seems silly, <laughs> right? And now he's great. The last few games, uh, hundred or ninety plus yards, he, he's been spectacular. Uh, and I'm really, I'm really happy for him. Um, so he, he's really saved this receiving core, which has been super banged up with injuries. Obviously, T. Higgins uh, is on the Bengals now. And then Justin Ross had a, like a congenital uh, neck-slash-shoulder issue. So he's out for the year. Um, and then Joseph Ngata and Frank Ladson, two big-time prospects. Right. Um, both of them potentially out uh, for the game in Charlotte. Frank Ladson may play, but it's unclear. It doesn't seem like Ngata will. Um, so Powell is all the more important. And then you have Amari Rogers, who's a senior, who's who's been really good. But he's not like – he's not a T Higgins. He's not one of these tall alpha as I like to call him, receivers where you just toss it up and let right. him get it, but he's super athletic. He makes the catch. He's a great player. And then the one guy to watch is EJ Williams, tall, lanky receiver, true freshman out of Alabama, same high school as Justin Ross actually. Um, and he showed some flashes. I think, uh, I think there's some potential there, but it, it, it's still a bit early in his career to be relying on him. But yeah, I mean, I, I think wide receivers obviously taken it, a pretty notable step back from the past few years um it's made it a little tougher on the offense but the tight ends are better so we may see more of that
1: tell us about those tight ends then and what they bring to the table
2: yeah yeah so uh clemson tight ends haven't been uh, a huge part of the offense the last few years before this year as as you may remember in 2018 uh the year clemson played uh notre dame in the cotton bowl um there was that whole austereen uh situation right. right before the playoff so Obviously, Dexter Lawrence was the big name who popped positive for that. Um, Dabo stood behind his players, said it was totally accidental, and, and and all that. But what gets lost in that is that Braden Galloway, the tight end, um, who wasn't you know his younger player at the time, uh, was also uh, at, you know he was he also tested positive. He missed all of last season. He missed that playoff. Uh, he came back uh, last year for the playoff. Um, so this year he's the starter, and he's been awesome. He's he's really made a difference, and we were seeing tight ends uh, become more part of the receiving game for Clemson. Um, it's really really taken a step forward. And then his, uh, I hesitate to even call him a backup, but the other tight end, Davis Allen, has also been great. He's great in blocking and also um, in pass catching, which uh, Clemson has had someone like that who who, who doesn't vote in a little while. So um, that's really helped make up for uh a wide receiving core that's maybe not super elite like past years.
1: Before we jump on to the defensive side, let's take a quick break uh, to talk about one of our sponsors bet online. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else you can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins division and championship futures all day every day head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses don't forget to use the promo code blue wire at BetOnline.ag. that's blue wire all one word bet online yours online sportsbook experts all right welcome back and let's let's jump over to the defensive side of the ball and this was kind of the big story uh, for those who were really paying attention to the game Ryan uh, were the missing pieces to the defense coming into the Notre Dame game uh, first of all talk about those pieces that were missing and then are those pieces back for the ACC championship
2: yeah, yeah. So to your point, uh the media and casual fans wanted to talk about Trevor Lawrence being out. And and no doubt that's a that's a major factor. Sure. But but I think if that was the only factor, um I I, I don't think Clemson fans uh griped that, you know, it was diet Clemson or you know, we were all banged up would be fair in any way. I think what's uh more fair um and was more serious was uh Tyler Davis, Clemson's probably most valuable player Um, He's a defensive tackle. He's the nose tackle. Mm -hmm. He was out uh, with a lower body injury. And and just the ability to just gum up the uh, opponent's running game is just light years different. Um, I I think he might be the the MVP. And and he's healthy. He's back. Um, He doesn't rack up a bunch of sacks like a flashy defensive end or anything. But he he just changes the whole outlook of the defense. So that's huge. And then another guy that will make a big difference is Jamie Skalski, middle linebacker. Uh, and, and and he uh, he's really athletic. He, he's great at stopping the run as well. He, he's he's faster than you realize. Uh, and he should be back. Uh, he got pulled early in the previous game against Virginia Tech. Uh, he just played a couple of snaps and then he got pulled out. Um, he had like a, like a hernia surgery, something along those lines, uh, previously that kept him out. But they said it was just precaution, uh, just for precaution. So he should be fine. Uh, and then another linebacker, Mike Williams, who's a sim, Sam linebacker, was out. Um actually that Notre Dame game in some ways uh I mean obviously it's unfortunate from a Clemson perspective that the Tigers lost, but some guys kinda grew up. Uh Malcolm Green. Sure. Uh Malcolm Green was a young guy who who started playing some nickel since then uh and, and has given the Tigers some depth there. But but Mike Mike Jones should be back. And then there was several injuries in the secondary, um, which are probably more minor than those, but but generally Clemson's defense is looking a lot healthier. There there will certainly be no excuses this time.
1: So let's let's start in the front of this defense. Uh you know Notre Dame fans will remember, you know, 2018 that front was unbelievable. It was deep, it was talented. It was, and they just kept coming at you at wave in waves. Um tell us a little bit about this front and what Notre Dame fans can expect cuz obviously it's going to be a little bit different uh now that everybody's healthy.
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, 2018 I think is is maybe the best D line. Uh, maybe, maybe ever, Pro- I would almost certainly say in Clemson history. Um, yeah, so so after that, that that entire starting uh, D line and one of the key backups um, all were drafted, they all, or all went to the NFL. Um, and 2019, uh, they weren't bad per se, but you saw Brent Venables get creative, go to a lot of uh, uh, three fr- three down linemen looks to accommodate uh, sort of the roster. This year, it's not quite that; they're back to four down linemen in most situations. It's not. It's not like 2018, which was just outrageous. We got some big recruits, some freshmen, and some more guys coming in. So maybe it'll get back there. But um, I think Miles Murphy is a is a freshman defensive end to keep an eye on. Um, he he's a guy who's who's disruptive. Tyler Davis, who I mentioned, I think is really the best guy on the defensive line. And then Brian Bracy is uh, the tackle, who's also a freshman, extremely highly highly touted, and is a pretty exciting player. It's a good defensive line. But they don't um, they don't get to the quarterback with guys like Cleveland uh, Furl uh, like they did uh, in 2018. So that's that's where it's not quite where it was that um, not last time, but the time before when, when we played Notre Dame. Um, but Xavier Thomas is also getting healthier. He had COVID. Uh, he didn't get it on campus. It was sort of when they sent everyone home. Well, he got it at home, and then he got strep right after, and he. It, yeah, I mean it was a brutal combo, and it sounds like he gained a lot of weight, and so he's really just been getting in shape, and he's starting to really show flashes, and uh, he's a difference maker at defensive end. So I don't know exactly where he is on getting back to hundred um, percent, but but he, you know, he was he's further along now than he was the last time he played Notre Dame, which which bodes well for Clemson.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And of course that linebacking core, you know, got a lot better when James Kelski uh is, is in the lineup. I mean you 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 talked about him and Williams as well. Um just you know, highlight this this linebacking core and what they bring to the table as well. This is a good group.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um so we talked about the injuries that they uh almost overcame uh, a couple of weeks ago, um against Notre Dame. Um so those guys are back. Um Last week, Jake Venables, who's the, who's actually an excellent linebacker, um, and also happens to be the son of defensive coordinator Brent Venables, broke his arm, so he's out. He was a key reserve, um, but the starters are all back. Uh, Mike Jones has done a really good job replacing Isaiah Simmons, who's now on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, extremely big shoes to fill, and they don't ask right. him to be that versatile, like like Simmons was. That was, uh, I mean, he was the best player on that defense. Right. Um, but, but he's done a great job. I I would say the the linebacking core is is more than solid when they're healthy. Um we'll have to see if a 100%. Um there was a there's an interview with with Brent Venables where he was asked uh, if Skowski was 100, percent he said, "Hey, I I don't necessarily ask things I don't want to know the answer to, but he's going to play, and he he seems like he's 100." percent So take
1: that for what you will. <laughs> that's great. That's a good coach answer too. That's um, <laughs> right. Let, let's talk about this secondary uh, for for the Tigers. I mean, yeah, Ian Book had one of his better days passing the ball. Believe it or not, a little over 300 yards, which you know, in in two overtimes, that's helpful, I guess. But uh, what what is is the secondary fully healthy? Are they bringing uh, all, all of their uh, bullets in the chamber? You know, it's hard to say. It seems like a different guy is out every week.
2: Um, <laughs> and, and they're not like serious, serious injuries. But um, I think it was last week, um, Andrew – or I guess before the bye week last game, Andrew Booth was out with a big bruise on his thigh. Uh, I think Sheridan Jones was out a week or two before that. So it just seems one guy's out but they've got a lot of depth. So, so I mean, yeah. there's really no excuses if one guy's out. Um, Darian Kendrick is the, I guess you'd say cornerback one, but, but for my money, I, Andrew Booth is an incredible athlete. He was a huge prospect um, to me. he He's, he's got great hands. He makes crazy interceptions. I, I think Andrew Booth is the guy to keep an eye on if, if he's out for any reason, which I, I don't expect him to be, um, you know, with an extra week of, of a buy or over right. date in there too. But, uh, but he's a big difference maker. Keep an eye on him.
1: Anybody in a game like this that's going to be tight, I mean, special teams could come into play, uh, you know, whether it's coverage teams or a field goal or, you know, change change up changing the field up, you know, with a punt. Um, anything to keep an eye out on on the special teams front for uh for Clemson.
2: I don't think anything too crazy back uh in like 2015-2016 kind of time frame. Clemson special teams were um Kind of bad, um, as, as you may remember, in that first national championship game against Alabama in 2015 season, uh, there was an onside kick that Alabama got. There was a Kenyon Drake uh, kickoff return for touchdown, um, and there were other reasons why Clemson lost that game, and Alabama certainly earned it, but uh, played a big role. Uh, the punting for years has been sort of mediocre. This year, a lot of that has, has improved. Um, obviously, the rule changes with the kickoffs a few years back sort of made those a lot less relevant. Sure. Um, BT Potter is the place kicker, and he's really had a renaissance. He, he looks great. Um, and Will Spires, up until the game against Virginia Tech, has been great. I'm going to kind of write that one off as one bad game. But generally, he's been much, much better than than last year. So I think things are fine on special teams. It's, it's rarely a strength for Clemson, but it, look, it looks
1: fine at least. So obviously, big game, neutral field, uh, keys to victory for the Tigers in this one.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off by throwing this back at you. Uh-oh. I got a, I got a question for you. Okay, is, is Ian Book really that good?
1: Uh, wow. Now that's a loaded question. Uh, Ian Book has been playing better. Um, I think he's played above his ceiling at Notre Dame. I think he finally trusts the teammates around him, which is beneficial. Uh, because before he was kind of trying to do his own thing, put the team on his back, didn't really trust his receivers. Uh, Didn't trust his offensive line. Uh, So he's actually hanging in the pocket. He scrambles when he needs to. Um, He's actually keeping his eyes downfield the last few games, and he's finding some open receivers who are making plays for him, whereas before they weren't even trying to make plays. They were just starting to block because they knew that Book would just scramble and go. Um, Is he as good as Notre Dame is pushing him in the Heisman race and all that? I don't personally think so. Um, Does he have the ability to be a a pretty darn good – college quarterback on this team? Yeah, I think he could be. So, you know, take that for I know that's not maybe that's not answering your question. Um, but uh, you know, if he has a, a really good game uh in this one coming up, maybe I change my tune a little bit about what his legacy is at Notre Dame. Let's put it that way.
2: Okay. Yeah, so so what I'm getting at there is is obviously he was he was just so slippery. Yes, um, And and I'm tempted to write it off because a lot of the guys who were running after him were backups who were placing injured players. Um, there were some notable missed tackles um, by Trenton Simpson, who normally wouldn't be put in the position he was put in. Um, sure. you know, there are similar situations. So I'm tempted to write it off as, hey, Clemson's got Skalski back. They got Tyler Davis back. They got all these guys back. He's not going to do that again. Um, and so that'll be the test right now. Yeah. I, I, you, I, I think – Going back all the way to 2015, I don't think I've picked Clemson to lose a game to a team that wasn't Alabama one time except that Notre Dame game when we played uh, earlier this year. It was just because of the injury. So if 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 Ian Book is that good and he can do it again with, without all these health issues, then it kind of is what it is, and maybe Notre Dame just is the best team. But uh, I, I don't think so. Vegas obviously doesn't think so. No, they don't. Uh, so, so, so I feel good about it, and I, and I just think – you know, if they score forty points on Clemson, they're gonna—they deserve to win. I just don't see that happening, and I—I I think that offense uh, gets held down to something much more reasonable, and Clemson can can, can
0: outscore him.
1: No, I think that's fair. I think, uh, and and it's it's weird to say, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence is an X factor because you know, arguably the best quarterback in the country, um, but you know, he didn't play in the first game. And I, I think he could be an X factor in this thing. I think Ian Book is an X factor. I think that between the two of them, whoever has the better game. And I know that's very basic, and yeah. you know, but I think it's true. I really do think it's true. I, you're right. Ian Book played uh, above his skis. I think a little bit in that game, but he's continued to play that way since the Clemson game. So. Maybe the light's turned on for him. We'll see. Uh, either way, I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, there's no question about that. I think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be 10 points. But, hey, I have been wrong many, many times.
2: Uh, it, it reminds me of uh, in 2018, Clemson went to College Station and played Texas A&M. were fairly heavy favorites. And, and uh, Kellen Mond was unbelievable. I mean, he was just throwing it all over the place. Balls were ricocheting off our defenders, flying into the end zone, and they'd catch it. I mean, it was, of I, it was unbelievable, and that was the the best game of his career. Um, now, Ian Book is different because he's kept it going since then. So, now, yeah. so I wonder, was that a fluky career game against a banged up defense, or is he taking a step? And I and I think we'll find out. Yes. The other the other thing, the other X factor is, I don't think Notre Dame. I mean, it's it's just like a statistical anomaly. I don't think they would possibly expect to hold Clemson to less than a yard per carry. So how much do they really hold him down? I mean, is it like right. two yards per carry? Because they could win with that for sure. But Travis Etienne's is pretty darn good. And if it comes four yards per carry, which still isn't great, then all of a sudden I, I think that's a big advantage for Clemson.
1: No, no question. The run game for Clemson, if Notre Dame can hold it in check and make Clemson one-dimensional, it's still the Trevor Lawrence dimension. So that's still – but – time if they can hold down that run game because that was shocking to me i i did not expect uh that particular performance uh from the notre dame defense but they continued it on as well they they had a heck of a day against north carolina and held that run game uh in check as well so again it's gonna be a fun game it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a close game and uh you know they might meet for a third time so we'll see what that, happens that'd be awesome and how and great is
2: think- that how great does that performance against unc look after what they did to miami
1: I know, right? I that I was watching that game with just my mouth on the floor. I'm like, I guess Notre Dame better than I thought. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Yeah, so we'll see. Ryan, I want to thank you for joining me on the Opponents Insider podcast today. Why don't you let everyone know, even though we've got it kind of ticking along the bottom there, uh, you know your Twitter handle and how everybody can follow your work.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Please follow me on Twitter. It's Ryan underscore Cantor, uh, K N T O R on Twitter, and then you can see my articles typically on Mondays. On Tigernet uh, and also uh, on Shaking the Southland. Uh, that's shaken uh, No G.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Again, that is Ryan Cantor, who is a contributor at Tigernet.com and a senior writer for Shaking the Southland. Following the game, we will find out exactly where Notre Dame will be seated in the college football playoff and where they will be headed on New Year's Day. So until then, thank you for joining me on the Insider Podcast.